theyeshiva.net. So let's continue inside. This my Mechayev Inish Lipsum of Apuria, 196, the second column. Yeah. In the middle of the page, the line starts, Shabo Lamailo Madrega, Shekdimu Nasalanishma. So we learned in yesterday's Shir the concept of Hagdamas Nasalanishma, that Matan Torah came through the introduction of Golis Mitzrayim, which was a process of tremendous pain, Yisurim, with mortar and bricks. And through the introduction of Nasa Tanishma, because there can't be a Gilui and Hamshacha from Ein Saif, only in a space of Bittal, in a space of full alignment, where there's no separateness, there's literally no separation. And that's how he explains what Nasa before Nishma means. Doesn't just mean we will do and then we will hear. In other words, it's a commitment to the person. Let's say you say, I'm, I'm going to do and then I'll hear what you have to say. Which means it's a commitment even before you know the details. <coughs> That's of course true, but it means, it means even a deeper union that Hagdamas Nasal is the bitl that the person is mavatal his rotsen completely. Ki'ilu ein as he puts it, rakshayirtsa kolmasho rotsen alien. It's not, I have my own rotsen. I open myself up. What is my desire? My desire is your desire. That is my desire. Which represents complete alignment. There's no, there's no dissonance. That's what avoida really means. Avoida Hashem. That the evidence is ain't leideya b'fnei I'm a complete conduit. My eye is a complete channel, a complete conduit. <clears throat> and a classic example for this would be, and a very good example would be the limbs of the body relative to the brain. Nobody's going to say. You know, when I grow up, I'm a, my body is subservient to the brain. Whatever the brain wants is manifest. It just happens through the body. But now I'm a little older. I'm more mature. It's really time for independence. So it's time for rebellion. And therefore, the brain says, you know, I think you should pick up your hand now. It's a good idea to pick up your hand. It'll help the class. The man says, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Free at last. This is not the age of tyranny anymore. I've been a slave for so many years. Let's consider it. Let me think about it. If I agree, then I'll do it. If not, not. When that happens in a person's body, what do we call it? We call it a very serious illness. It's a very serious illness. You run to every doctor in the world to stop the process. Why? The pshat is because the body, the brain is not a dictator. <laughs> There's oneness. This something you have the brain and you have the hand and you have the feet and you have the heart and the heart that tells the kidneys and the pancreas who does Achashvedich think he is in the brain to tell me what to do. He wants me to come to show up and Vashti says, I'm not coming. The moment they're looking at the brain as a tyrant, as a king, it means the body is in a very serious state. There's one organism. For Stace Mershala, there's one organism. It's one. You're not like competing with the brain over power. It's all one. It's one Metzius. It starts off with that little sperm, that little egg. It's on the, there's the brain and there's the nails and the feet and there's the heart and there's, it's oneness. Every limb has its function, its purpose in the one story, the miracle that we call a Nefesh Chaya living organism. That's what it is. And when there's, the beginning of illness is not the paralysis. The beginning of illness is the idea that there's no oneness. And as a result of that, now I have to figure out, will I rebel or I'm not going to rebel? But even if I don't rebel, it's illness. The fact that it's a thought that now I have to work with it and struggle with it and deal with it. 
So you say, but I want to be I. That is your I. The healthiest thing for the hand and for the feet and for every part of the body is when it's a channel for the energy. The brain is not making decisions in spite of you. It's it's function. It's functioning. To, it's one mitzvah with different limbs and organs. That's how you have to understand this. But that's, that's, that's what Nasev and Ishma means. I have a Ratzin and I'll decide if it's going to go like you or not. Fine. But that's already not the Nekuda. The Nekuda, the, the, the moment of Nasev and Ishma was a moment as he puts it, Ki'ilu ein lo'i Ratzin b'fnei baruch. That's what Avoidus Hashem means. That's the definition of Avoidus Hashem. Huh? That is the Pchid, the Pchid, that's the Pchid. <laughs> That's the Pchira. Um, it's like the story, uh, the Magid was once, somebody visited the Magid and asked him how you deal, the Mishnah says in Brachas. Some of you are learning it now, Daf Nandalad, I think it is. Vos is Hein Tikadaf. Ah? Okay, Partek Tzidik. Chayiv Adam Levarech Alara, Keshem Shemavarech Alatoiva. And the Gemara explains on Daf Samach, to keep it more contemporary, Lekebluni Besimcha. So somebody asked the Magad, how could this be that you should be with Kabul and joy everything that happens? So he said you should go to the Bzusha, the Bzusha of Anapoli. So he went to the Bzusha for a few days. The Bzusha asked him at the end, why are you here? So he said the Magad sent me to you to learn how to be happy despite misfortune. So he says you must have misheard the name. <laughs> I never had a bad day in my life. So what's the Pshat? The Pshat is... <coughs> He didn't, his life, the definition of his life was, the definition of his life was a, condu- a conduit for God's will. There was no other definition. If that's the definition, the relationship, his relationship was also always perfect. How it's being manifested, one day it's manifested like this, one day it's manifested like this. But that's a very profound state of oneness. It's a very profound state. And he says, that was Hakdamas Nasa Nishma. The Nasa is this bittle that allows them the Nishma. What's the Nishma? The Nishma is that they could hear, hear the Ein Saif. Nasa allows for the Nishma because Nasa is the complete oneness with the Ratzon Hashem. And then there could be Nishma. I can actually hear you. I could be a Kali for Ein Saif because without this, I can't hear it because the eye blocks. It's a separate Mitzvah. How can yet one, how can they but reach the state after Mitzrayim, which was a state of katnos and, and smallness? I mean, this is an extraordinary moment, as he calls it, Bittel Gadolkazah. He says, this was the Kafalem Harkagigis. The Kafalem Harkagigis, that he put the mountain over their head, he says, what's the concept of it? It's Yemine Techapkene. It's a full embrace, the tremendous explosion and revelation of divine love of the Jewish people, a hafti Hashem, a love that embraced them from every side. It encompassed them fully, even their back, their achirayim, like a, 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 a full hug, a full embrace. <clears throat> when you embrace somebody, even their back, you don't even you don't let the person go away from you. I'm forcing you <laughs> to be with me and look at me and be with me and in a relationship face to face. I don't even let you turn away. <laughs> It's not just you're going to be in my hug. I don't even, I don't even let you turn away. What does this mean? <coughs> this means there's a type of love that forces you into relationship. Of course, forces, quote, unquote. I, I can't resist. Even if I, even if I want, I can't go away. It's, it's too good. It's too delicious. It's too special. When I could feel that level of ahava, level of love. In other words, this love triggered the same type of love in the neshamas of the Jewish people. And that, that's what allowed them to for this moment of, of, of Ratzin, of Nasev and Ishma. That's what allowed, because you can't have this type of bitl if there's no infinite love. The Hester Isaac, if you're not feeling the infinite love, you're not going to be able to have this bitl. It's going to be, it's going to be, uh, you're going to rebel against it inside. This is not a fake thing. I have no Ratzin, only your Ratzin. <laughs> I'm forcing you to say that too, you know. <laughs> If you're forcing me to say it, so of course you have a run. This can't be forced. Because if I'm forcing you to say it, then of course it's not that. <laughs> not only do you have another Ratzin, you'll be haunted by the other Ratzin. 
You get, you get it? This can only come from a very deep, it's like forcing your hand <laughs> to be one with the brain. That's the deepest illness. It's like, it's like okay, you have no rotson, by the way. <laughs> what does this mean, of course? It's, it's a very serious situation, biologically, right? You're, you're forcing your body because you don't have another rotson. In a way, in a way, it's even worse because your whole inside is like, no, <laughs> I'm everything besides that. That itself is forced. So this must be a response to a tremendous amount of love, and then you could say Nasavanashma. That's the Kafalayam Harkigigis. The love was so powerful that they responded of and of of course this this is who I am. This is this is who I want to be. This is my real Matsyas. The the Kigigis means that Hashem surrounded them. That's yeah, like a vat. A gigis is a vat, an overturned vat. Right. Yeah. Right. And and that's what re- that's what real forcing means. You know, the real forcing, this forcing that we call forcing, you know, I coerce you, I pressure you. With an incentive, either you're going to get punished, or even a reward. A reward is also an external force, right? If you show up an hour earlier, you're going to get a bonus. You're going to get, um, which is also forcing. It's it's it's, it's a nice forcing. It's called a schar. It's a prize, but it's still external from you. Yeah, it's it's a form of shaykh. It's a form of bribery. Sometimes it's a very good thing. I mean, you know, this is called bonuses at work. Yeah, bonuses at work. The gestamal employees bonuses. Okay, we get a bonus, but that's all external. The idea of kafa is, yeah. it was a a, re, a real forcing. <laughs> real forcing means <laughs> that you 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 force yourself. In other words, I can't I can't I can't resist it, even if I'd like. I would love to go somewhere else, but it's it's too delicious. It's too geschmack. There's too much love <laughs> here, and it brings out my love. The love from Hashem to the Jewish people, he says, And because of that fire, that fire, when when uh, when you feel the tremendous love to somebody, <laughs> if you're healthy, I can't resist it. I can't go anywhere else. Where should I go? I should spit you in the face and run away. I can't. And suddenly, I, and I, when I realized the oneness, and here you're talking about, talking, not talking about two friends, you're talking about two that are really one. Like, so they can reach a state where I have no rotsen but your rotsen. Say, what is the definition of my rotsen? Is your rotsen. You want to decision? We knew we understand. It's harder to know. Nothing happened. You're still there. You're still, of course. Look, look in the mirror, you'll see it. Of course you're there. Look, you're here. Nobody forced you to come here. Nobody forced anybody to come here. Exactly. But it's, it's that mountain. You feel the love, you come. Amos, somebody forced you to come here. by Moses. Amos? That's what that's what it means. The MS of it, the love is the MS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's to open yourself up, open yourself up to this. I once, um, I was once walking Shabbos morning. It's quite a few years ago. And I met a Jew. His name is Reb Label Posner. He, he lives in Borough Park, or at least then he lived in Borough Park. Today's Mustaman is high 80s or 90s. I think it was after davening. 
I was walking home or he was walking. We just met. I remember we met on Brooklyn Avenue. I still remember where we met. So I said, no, good job. The label tell me a story. So he told me a very, very deep experience that he had. And yesterday, as we were learning this, it came, it came into my head. His father was a Jew from Russia, Shalom Posner. And in the early 1940s, I don't have to tell you, but you probably know that Judaism in America was extremely, extremely weak. You know, today is a whole different world. There were mamish, maybe three or four yeshivas in the whole United States. A few day schools, a few mamish. Every kid went to public school, which is why there was so much mass assimilation. You know, you, you wanted to become part of the melting pot. And even though the father and the Zayda were Rabbonim and, and Chasheva Jews, but it was just, it was almost impossible to resist. It was Kafaleim Harkagigas in the opposite sense. And it wasn't the pressure, it was just the secular embrace of the United States was so powerful. And there were a few Jews with beards. I mean, my mother told me when she dated my father in the 1950s, this is the 1950s, they would walk in Manhattan and people would point because he had a beard. Yeah, even among, even among, uh, I mean, they had a few Chassidish Rebbes and Rosh Hashivas, but uh, it was so uncommon in every, in every area. The previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, the Rebbe Rayatz, who passed away in 1950, Yutzvat, he, when he came here, he escaped Warsaw. So the first words he said when he came over the boat was actually Tess Oder, Tess Oder, Tav Shin, 19, March 1940. He said, America is nicht anders. America shall not be different. <laughs> America is not different. The same God who's in, the, in Russia and Poland and Europe is in America. He was paralyzed. He was sick. It was, it was a, it was words to say when he came off, when he came on the boat, when he came off the boat in the pier, in the pier in Manhattan. 1940. And he lived here for 10 years. He passed away. And then the Rebbe, his son-in-law, was succeeded him. His name was Rabbi Yisav Yitzchak. And uh, I'm privileged to carry his name. <coughs> why, why is Yosef Yitzchak? <coughs> So what he did was, he started to create uh, day schools, yeshiva day schools across America. Some of them still exist. He created in Springfield and in Worcester and in uh, Bridgeport and in Pittsburgh. Yeah, he created. Where did he have people? Everybody was overseas, either by Stalin's gulag or languishing in Russia or by the Holocaust. But there were young American Bachrim that came to learn and he would send them for a year, six months, to build a yeshiva and try to, with 10 kids, 20 kids, push it to create some infrastructure of chinuch. <clears throat> so Label Posner tells me that one day, the Rebbe, Rayat, the pre-Bajabba, calls him in with his brother. He had a brother, Zalman, who later became a rabbi in Memphis, in uh, Nashville. Built a big school over the Akiva, yeah, for many years. He called him in. And he tells them both, he was like Bamitzvah, a little older than Bamitzvah, 14, he says, he says, he says, I want you to open up a yeshiva in Chicago. <laughs> Chicago was a huge community then, still a huge community. I want you to open up a yeshiva in Chicago. They'll give you, you'll go in and the secretary will give you train tickets and you go to Chicago and he gave them a date when to go and open up a yeshiva. <laughs> And the label says, and the Rebbe says, the Rebbe Rayats had eyes like, you know, the picture, piercing eyes like a Malach Alekim. He looks him in the eyes and says, I didn't ask you first. Then he said these words, he told me, he says, the Rebbe said these words. I see you as a limb of my limbs. And you don't consult a limb. And he started to cry. And he said, and that was the most precious thing I ever heard in my life. And I don't have to hear anything besides that. And he was, he was crying as he said it. And he says, what a schus to be able to hear such words. That's the end of the story. 
Now, I was thinking to myself, he was then already probably a Jew, uh, a couple of years, he was probably around 80 years old, a little older. I can hear, and you'll forgive me for ruining this, I don't want to be a party pooper, right? Somebody else can hear the same story, and what do they hear? (laughs) The ultimate abuse. It's like, (laughs) really? My lip? Excusez-moi? Excusez-moi, there's names in English for this. It's called a cult. It's called brainwashing. It's called oppression. He's crying from Simcha. He says, what a schus. I never had to hear anything else in my life. It was the greatest thing I heard. What, what's, what's the difference? <laughs> for him, it, it was the great, the fact, if the Rebbe would ask me, Oi, I said, if the Rebbe would ask you, he says, that would be insulting. That would be insulting. In other words, he has to ask me because we're separate. Maybe we all agree. Even if I agree, it would be insulting. What a merit that he didn't have to ask me. He didn't feel he has to ask me because he considers me an Ava. But there has to be one condition for this. If he wouldn't feel that the Rebbe loves him with all his heart and soul and would have serious nefesh for him, it wouldn't work. That's the difference. If there's an agenda here, and you're like my extension, then there would be terrible resentful. The question is, if you rebel, or you don't rebel. That's already choices people make. What's the condition here? The condition is you go back to the brain. What's, why does the, why does the hand celebrate the fact that it doesn't have a Matthias outside of the brain? Only one reason. Because the brain thinks about it 24 hours a day. <laughs> and the brain takes full responsibility for it. The brain doesn't say, okay, now you do what I want. And then the brain, and who are you? Oh, I'm going to Miami on vacation for a couple of months. <laughs> the moment the hand feels that the brain is not there for it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the whole brain is dedicated to the body. This won't work. <laughs> That's why it's called... A real Rebbe is three words. What's a head? What's a brain? A brain doesn't say, oh, you're a toe. I'm not interested in you. You're too small for me. The moment your brain does that, it's not a brain. A brain is every part of the body belongs to it, and it thinks about it, takes full responsibility, and there's no part of the body that's excluded. If that's who you are, if that's who the brain is, then we're one. I'm in. But without that inner experience of Averaba, of Kofale Markigigis, and I was fascinated what other people would call the ultimate manipulation, he saw as the greatest merit in his life. And this is decades later, and Al-Tayyid, he's sobbing, Shabbos morning from Simcha, so emotional he was. And then I was Teufus, Kofale Markigigis, the Maimer. <laughs> If you would consult me, I would feel this is not a good situation. You you consult me, you insult me. But this can't happen without an ava. Without that, it's not real. It's it's not. I could dread zechayin from today till tomorrow, but it has to be organic. That's the word, organic. You know what I mean? If you don't feel the man has your back, literally, pun intended, your back. Face and back. This can't happen. That, that, and that's, this is so important because you can't make this, you can't create this as a, as, as a, as a, as a fake reality. You can only be mavatal yourself to ain't safe because you are part of it or somebody who is a conduit for, for ain't safe. Like we learned about Moshe Rabbeinu in the Maimah of Bashalach, Vayaminu Bashama Moshe Avda. If there's something, if there's any agenda here, you know, I'm building my army <laughs> and I have a 14 year old kid, I'll send him to Chicago. You know, if you feel that, right, even subconsciously, it's already, it's already something else. You have to make a decision. Okay. It could, maybe it's good for you to go to Chicago. Ban Ever Flechtmanisht. Ban Ever Flechtmanisht. But you gotta have your, your what's the you gotta have your skin in the game. <laughs> the brain can't say uh, today you're my Ava, tomorrow uh, go jump off the lake, find yourself another brain. 
Medafen denisht. The kehillah is big enough without you. Medafen denisht. Imagine the brain turns to a hand and says, the kehillah is big enough without you. Go, go amputate yourself. Then you're not a brain. Then you're a CEO who's corrupt. <laughs> we don't need you anymore. As long as you serve my purpose. That's not the, that's not, a, 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 the, the brain has his skin in the game. He's there. He's fully present. The Bazil Bastaifus Dinian. Tamivin Mashakura. Huh? Your time may die, huh? Can he have been frightened at the same time? Well, it's scary, yeah. You're 14 years old, you gotta go to a new city and this, but. Uh, <laughs> of course. Complete trust. It's like you're trusting your. Complete trust. And, and if there's no real trust, absolute trust, but it's not just trust 90%. If it's trust 90%, it's, it's a different thing. And you, you see it in marriage is also an example. How love, how deep the trust is. How deep, how deep the alignment is. And by the way, this type of love is very scary. And that's what Yiras Hashem really means. What does Yiras Hashem really mean? And I want you to understand the fear of God. And a lot of us struggle. Fear. What are you fearing of? He's going to punish you? Okay. That's called Yiras Ha'enish. That's not Yiras Hashem. And that the answer is, when you see and experience such a level of love, it's scary. It's scary. It's like, you love me so much? O-M-G. Oh, my God. This is scary. Like, could you not love me so much? <laughs> huh? It's mechaev. It's it's too scary. That's what Yiris Hashem means. Yeah. Infinite, when somebody loves you in an infinite way, if somebody loves me this way, it scares the living daylights out of me. Yeah. So, so, so that's what the Kafalem Harke Gigis is. When you see such love, it's, it's very scary. Of course they're scared. Huh? Why it's scary? No, no, no. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Take out the old CD, please. All abuse, out, 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 out. There's no abuse in this room. Adelayada. Adelayada. Say that? Fill the fire, the mashka. You're hearing the word scary as scary, the boogeyman is coming out of the closet and he's going to haunt you and therefore sleep with your lights open because if you cut, shut off your light. I'm talking about a different scary. It's like, huh? Does helped. Let's let's use English words. Do me a favor. Hebrew has too many camouflages for too many FFBs. When when if you know how much your wife loves you and you're open to it. It's scary. <laughs> what should I tell you? If I can doubt the love, if I could say today you don't really like me, it's easier. <laughs> when, when, you, when you're in such a powerful relationship, it's very scary. Scary in the sense of, I'm scared to betray it. it, it it's too special. It's, it's too meaningful. It's too inspiring. It's too powerful. It means too much. I'm afraid to betray such a friendship. When you have somebody who's crazy about you 24 hours a day, and even if you're trying to turn away, they will not stop loving you, what does that do? I become afraid to betray such a relationship. It's too delicious. It's too beautiful. That's that's the year. How can you ruin such a relationship? If somebody's going on a business trip, yeah, they have a possibility to sin. Why don't they sin? So somebody says, well, their wife might find out and they'll be punished. And what if she never finds out? No, she always finds out. <laughs> she'll check the phone. When he's sleeping, she'll break the code and check it. And what if you have, a, what if you're good at these things? Yeah. Punishment is a very small idea here. It's not that. It's, 
it's too of a beautiful relationship to betray in five minutes of temptation. It's too good. It's too special. This is only if there's a good relationship. <laughs> it's too special. Yes, I'm afraid of ruining such a relationship. Huh? What? Yeah, but sometimes a person is a person. You have a best friend for 30 years. He's done everything. And then there's a conversation of gossip about him. And there's a juicy conversation. I don't want to, I'm, 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 it's too of a beautiful relationship to ruin through some slander and superficial conversation. I'm not going to join the conversation. Sorry. This, it's too good. It's too good to be true. But for my level, it could be ruined. For my, for my relationship, it could be ruined. That's what year, that's what year means. Such, when such a mountain is over my head, when there's so much love that's invested in me, it's, it's scary that you could love me this way. <laughs> That's the word. You hear what I'm telling you? It's scary that you could love me this way. And many of us don't believe it's true to be true. Because it's too scary. If my philosophy, now listen to me very good. Well, if my philosophy subconsciously is that I'm a nothing, that I'm a shmata, yeah, I can't believe that you love me this way. It must be a mistake. You got the wrong address. And it's very scary because I sometimes have to change my whole paradigm. My whole paradigm is that deep down I'm a zero. <laughs> it's very scary for me to change that philosophy. If I believe I'm a zero, I could believe you're loving me with an agenda. That, yeah, there's an agenda, you're going to manipulate me. Or you're just a nice guy, or you don't really know me. But to really believe that you love me like he's describing here, it's too scary, i got to change every CD in my brain for 43 years. That's very scary. Scary to do that. <laughs> I got to change everything. I like to go back to default mode. Default mode is, there's an agenda. What's the next agenda? Oh, you want my money. Baruch Hashem. <laughs> and then I'm good. Then I'm good. You want my money. I'll give you a little check. Let's move on. You want this type of love? Whoa, 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 whoa. This is too, this is too big. And that's what's created. That, that's a very, that's, uh, that's, that's Yira. That's, that's, <laughs> that's awe inspiring. You get it? Only this can create a situation of Nasa Venishma where I say, I have no other Ratsum. That's why I said yesterday, without Avas Oilama Aftanu and Haboycher Bami Yisrael Ba'av and another five times in between, can't be there. That's why the Chachamim made this bracha right before it. They could have made other brachas. They made this blessing because internally that's the preparation to be able to say Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad, which means oneness. The exercise of yesterday, try to do today as well. You could do it for 30 seconds. By the way, the Taldus Yaakov Yosef writes that he heard from the Baal Shem Tev, that they revealed to him in heaven that the reason the Golis is so long is because Jews don't have the proper kavana and the bracha of Avas Olam. And I was at the Siyam Hashas and met life, so Reb Aaron Reich spoke there. The, he's a great son-in-law of Reb Shnei Kotler, his Rosh Hashiva in Lakewood. You know Reb Aaron Reich? So he spoke there, and he said over this Taldus Yaakov Yosef from the Baal Shem Tev. <laughs> He's an anical of the Vilna Gon, but he said over at MetLife, this word from the Taldus Yaakov Yosef. He was speaking about Avas Oilam, and as he was speaking, I was thinking, ooh, it would be good to say over the word from the Taldus Yaakov Yosef from the Baal Shem Tev, and then he said it. <laughs> so I don't know the reason the Baal Shem Tev said this, but somehow this brach is extremely important to Judaism and to life. So let's see, let's see inside another few lines. You see where we are. One ninety six, the second column. The line starts. Shabo lamaylo madrega shigdimu nasa shabo. It's not much the middle of the page. The pasuk says the very famous pasuk in Mishle. The face that the water is shown by me is reflected back to me. 
And the same is true, the heart of the human being to the human being. When I love you, you're a mirror. You will reflect that love back to me. Just like a mirror, just like the water. If I smile to the water, the water smiles back at me. Of course, the water has to be clear, not murky. Which means if a person is traumatized, I could show you all the love in the world, but you're too murky to show it back to me because you're traumatized. If if you were too abused, you know. but if the water is clear, meaning you're more wholesome, that's why your spouse can love you. But if you're traumatized, you don't, you can't show it back because you're you're too murky, too much mud. We got to clean out the mud. Your kids can show you a lot of love, but you don't know how to show it back. You don't even know how to say "I love you" and mean it. It's not organic. But if the water is clear. I smile to the water, the water has no choice. It's going to smile back to me. Is the water forced? Yes. <laughs> the water is forced to smile back. Tough luck. And if I show a sour face to the water, it's forced. Just like the mirror in my bathroom is also forced. I go in the morning and I say, I love you. And the mirror says it right back to me. And if I say, I hate you, you're a sick mirror. He says, I completely agree. <laughs> you're too. You're too. Cain leva adam aladam. That's literal. But the Alter Rebbe teaches a pidush a moira dekavod leva adam a elia inu k'moishakasov al musa kisid muskemari adam leva adam ela adam. This ha adam is the adam ha elia in the ribbonu shalaylam, the ultimate adam on the throne in Yecheskel. On the throne. Why do we call Hashem Adam? Shubchinus ramach mitzvus esed inu ramach evarim the malkim v'shasal loisusem shasagidim. Because the Rebbeinu Shalom Kivayach consists of 248 mitzvahs essay, which are the limbs of the king, and 365 lysas, which are like the 365 sinews. In you other know, words, when we say, there's Adam Ha'elyon, he looked, he has, I saw Adam what does God look like? What God looks like is the Ramach mitzvahs essay and the Shasam mitzvahs lysas. El Ha'adam, Leiv Ha'adam, El Ha'adam, Hainubchinus Adam Shemebri Yitzir Asiyah, Ella Adam is referring to the Adam Hanivra, the Adam who's created. There's an Adam on the level of Bria, level of Adam and Yitzira, level of Adam and Asiya. We say about the Malachim that Dmus is Pnei Adam. There's an Adam called Bria, Adam Ruchni. Leva Adam al Adam is not just two people. It's the Adam ha Elyon, El ha Adam to the person down here. That when God shows you that love, there's an explosion of love. What happens? That love goes right back. Nisham was Yisrael awakened with love. Vihu Allah's Knesset Yisrael beklois hanefesh alav Yisbarich. This is the ascent of Knesset Yisrael as their souls yearn and go out to Him. V'lachein nikras Knesset Yisrael kala. That's why Chazal call us a kala. What's a kala? Kala is a bride. But what does the word kala mean? Al shem klois hanefesh. That's what a kala is. A kala is. The soul yearns, it goes out, it melts away in the love. That's what a kala, a real chasen and kala, you know, they have that look in their eyes, that unique affection, that's kala. As the Pasuk says, The Pasuk tells us in Shirashir in Perek Dalet, my sister is uh, my kala, my sister, my kala. Doidecha, doidecha is love, like Anila doidi, my beloved. Your love is better than all the wine in the world. Wine represents in Shlomo HaMelech's uh, literature, his Kisve HaKodesh, you know, wine. Till today, wine is the, the taste of love and of pleasure and of delight. The wine connoisseurs will explain it to you. Adaloyada, they'll explain it to you. Your love is better than all the wine. Ah, this is the Pshat in Gemara in Shabbos Dav Peches. Every one of the Aseris Adibris, their souls flew out. So literally we touch what? What do we touch? It was, you know, a nuclear energy explosion. Everybody died. He says it's much deeper. That's not the part. It's much deeper. Her. Parchanishmasan means they cease to experience themselves as a separate identity. 
That's Parcha Nishmasa. Nishmasa is my soul, my identity. In other words, by Matan Tayr, it's not Pshat. There was a terrifying explosion, so everybody dropped dead. <laughs> and then God said, okay, come back to life. No. That's okay. <laughs> the Dalta Rebbe is something much deeper. Parcha Nishmasa means there was no two eyes anymore. It was the bitl, the complete. This is the kafalem harkigikis. When you experience such love, what happens? The eye ceases to be. My eye becomes a conduit of your eye. So the neshama, the sense of identity, my life, my life, my my experience, separate from Ein Soif, it ceased to be. The kloys nefesh was there. They became a kala because of the gilui of the ava from Hashem. And that's what he means, I'll call dibur v'dibur. What should I'll call dibur v'dibur? It doesn't mean every word, every speech. I'll call dibur v'dibur every gilui. Dibur is gilui. Every gilui of Ein Soif. Created a parcha neshmasa. What's dibur? Dibur is you reveal yourself. Every time there was a gilui of ain't soif. So there's no eye anymore. So parcha neshmasa. V'zeu inyan shekafa aleim har. Hupchines avel yoyna shenikra har. That's the mountain. The mountain is an explosion of love. Avel yoyna is called har. The Gemara says that Avraham called it har. Yitzchak sada. Yaakov bayis. Avram is love. So Avram called the Harabai, place, the place that would be the base of Mikdash, Har, Yitzchak called it field, Yaakov called it home. Why did Avram call it a mountain? Avram is the attribute of love. So he called it a mountain. He saw in it the expression of love. So he have even in Gemara, the concept, what's a Har? Kofaleim Har Kigigis. The love was all-encompassing. When Avram had to describe the divine energy, it was love. Yitzchak had a different description. Yaakov had a different Kigigis. Why a vat? Why a vat? They could have said he took the mountain, he put it over their head. They used the word Kigigis. You know what a Gigis is, yeah? An overturned vat. Shobchines davar hamakif. It's something that encompasses you. Schur kol alman. It's like Yemine techabkeni. A Gigis is a spherical vat. A round vat. Because the point is, it has to encompass you from every side. There's no part of you that I don't love. It's like you turn your back on me, so that they garnished health and I am too crazy about you. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kigigis. The chibuk was on every side. That's what he says. In parenthesis. In Sheva Brachas, we say, he sanctifies his nation. What comes first? Chupa or Kedushin? In the time of the Gemara, first they did Kedushin. Twelve months later, they did Nisuya, which was a Chupa. But in the Sheva Brachas, so today we talk to do Kedushin under the Chupa. It works today. But this bracha was made in the time when Kiddushin came before Chuppah. What's a Chuppah? A Chuppah means before Kiddushin you gotta both feel that you're under the same Chuppah. If you don't both feel that you're under the same Chuppah, the under the Makif, there's an energy of love that transcends and encompasses the relationship. Then the kedushin is not as powerful. The remez by Matan Torah was that the kafa aleim har kegigis, which is the chupa. That's the chuppah. What's, what's a chuppah? Chuppah literally is a mountain over your head. <laughs> what is that? It's that there's something which represents the powerful, intense ahava of the Ein Soif, which encompassed the Jewish people completely. Then they could say, Now we're one. Now we're internally one. And that's what Matan Torah was. That's what... 
That's what Matan Torah was. That's the Marshal Hakadmoni back to Matan Torah. Every Nekudah and Torah is a Marshal for a Nimshal, for a Nimshal, for a Nimshal, for a Nimshal, all the way to Kadmoni, which is the Ein Saif itself. And now the question is what happened on Purim? This is all the Hakadamah to Purim. This is Matan Torah, what happened on Purim? So that will Be'ezer Hashem learn on Monday. He goes on to explain the union of Purim. The relationship of the Rebbe, if he wouldn't have listened, the relationship of the Rebbe wouldn't change, wouldn't have changed a bit. But, but he, but he wouldn't be able, he wouldn't experience it in the same way. I think he would have to work harder. To, to, to get back into that because he's just not ready for it yet. Which is, which is fine. To put it this way, if the Rebbe could have not, could have not trusted that he would have taken it that way, he would have never said that. He would not speak like that to somebody else. You, you can't do that. <laughs> you have to know who the person is. He wouldn't call in a person and say, uh, I'm not consulting you because you're my Eved. That's what I'm saying. If you don't feel that Ava and that trust, you can't do that. Even that he told it to him was another level. Yeah. Yeah. Without that, you're a cult. They went and they took a build. They built an icy shiva. <laughs> when the Friedrich Rebbe came over in nineteen forty, did a lot of chassidim come on that boat? No, nobody. This was the middle of the war. It was an operation that was done by a Nazi. There was a Nazi who was a half a Jew. His, his father was Jewish, and the State Department had somebody who needed a favor from him, and this was the favor. It was uh, the Nazis came into Warsaw, and they asked for him. So the Jews didn't want to say where he was because it was Nazis. And then somebody found out why they're there, and they gave him out, and they saved him. He, he stayed over in Berlin, in Berlin, <laughs> on the, yeah, yeah, in middle in middle of the Holocaust in Berlin. Yeah, uh, there's a book a fellow wrote called "Rescued by the Reich," a Jewish historian. <laughs> no, no, nothing. A few from America, from America, mamish a few. You could count them. There were there were hundreds, there were hundreds of Nusach Arishals in America, because a lot from Russia, Jews. There were some times in, in in Wisconsin and Detroit and Washington, a lot of us. But their kids were all like everybody in America. The kids didn't stay. So you had a lot of that, but these shuls became, a generation later was all gone because there was no education. There was no infrastructure. There were shuls. You see, the early Jews who came to America was reform. And they invested in in, in, in community centers, in temples, in charitable organizations, but not in education. So they lost the next generation. They were philanthropists, but they didn't understand about chinuch. So they lost them. They lost a generation. So he came over in 1940. He was he came through Berlin, and then he took a boat, and he came here. But it was very uh, he he was stayed in the Greystone Hotel in Manhattan, and then he went to Lakewood. He considered Lakewood. <laughs> And then he decided to come to the bustling New York. He was still in Nazi-occupied France. He he lived in France, and the Germans took France in 1940, so Paris, and he was escaping from the Nazis. He went to Vichy, and then he was moving away as the Nazis were advancing. And then he went to Nice, France, and then ultimately he got uh, he got a visa, and uh, he and his wife escaped uh, to Portugal, Lisbon, and from there they took a boat in 1941 in the summer, June 41 he arrived. Yeah, much later. Uh, there was another daughter who was murdered in, in Treblinka. A son-in-law 
the Rebbe had a daughter, Shayna. She was a Polish. She was in Poland. So she was, uh, she was gazed in Treblinka with her husband and their parent, their mother. So these two, these two boys, the Posner boys, they were probably born in America? Oh, so their father was a Russian Jew. He learned by the Rashab in Lubavitch. But he came to America in the 20s or 30s. He went to Israel, I think, and I think, and then I think he was. Yeah, he was a Chsidish. I know him. Yeah, Tervadas, you had a few yeshivas, YU, Tervadas, Yaakov Yosef, Yeshivas Yaakov Yosef, Mamash, a few. Uh, yeah, yeah, their father, I knew their father. He was, he was a soldier. <laughs> Shalom Posner. He built the yeshiva in Pittsburgh and he stayed there his whole life. He had the day school. Big day school today. But the, the, these were his boys, yeah. Okay. I suspect. The vat, yeah. Of course. Very good. Very good. Very good. The hest? He says he held the vat over the heads and he was inside. <laughs> Very good. That's the difference. The hest says Hashem held the vat over their heads and he was inside. He wasn't outside. He was under the chuppah. He was under the chuppah. He wasn't outside of the chuppah with the mic. The kala can be. If the chassan doesn't come under the chuppah, says, hey, the chuppah is for you. That's it. But that's what a chuppah really, really a chuppah represents the love that encompasses both of them. And it's higher than both of them. It's God's love to both of them. And only then can they have kedushin. Chuppah of a kedushin. By Matan Torah, you had the chuppah before the kedushin, which is the harkagigis. So when, when Chazal say, Mekadish Ami saw the chuppah of a kedushin, it's a remez, because Matan Torah, the kedushin was not before the chuppah was after the chuppah, because the chuppah is referring to kafalem harkegigis. What a magnificent interpretation. What allows us to become one, which is kedushin, is only when you could feel that ahavarab, which is the chuppah, the kafalem harkegigis. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.